HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Roberta's Pizza, robertaspizza.com. Hi, this is Celia Kutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Autumn in New York. It's a beautiful time of year, Mike. That's my it. sexy voice, by the way. <laughs> you sound like Kathleen Turner. <laughs> I, I just—I actually just had a little phlegm. Sorry. <laughs> I love autumn in New York. I love Halloween. I know. Well, I love especially autumn in Brooklyn, where I just moved, as you know. Well, anyway, I, we're not talking about Brooklyn the rest of the show because I just moved to Queens <laughs> and we're having a big Halloween parade I in Jackson Heights Brooklyn. on Wednesday. I You're love everything so about Brooklyn. Five years ago, Mike. <laughs> not you should hardly. get a Brooklyn tattoo, a Brooklyn Bridge tattoo. A lot of people have gotten those. All I just moved from Brooklyn after 20 years. Fuck Brooklyn. <laughs> it's all about oh, Queens man. now. Oh, man. So we're having a Queens show to celebrate my move instead of a. Oi. 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 Oi vey. That's what we say in Brooklyn. I don't have, I don't have the Hasids anymore. <laughs> I'm not even going to weigh in on that. We have every other, we have every other ethnicity, <laughs> cultural, cultural group. What about like regular Jews? I'm sure we have regular Jews, but you can't I mean, they, I mean, you know. Well, you you people blend. Forest Hills? You mix. We assimilate. Okay. Right. <laughs> but right now, today we have Emily Nanko from Queens Brownstoner. Welcome. Hello. Who shamefully does not live in Queens. I know, I've been outed. <laughs> I write about it. I don't live there. You are excused. I just <laughs> moved you. there, so it's fine. Um, Andrea Lynn, who just wrote a book, Queens, A Culinary Passport. Welcome, Andrea. Hello. And Jeff Orlick, who has quite the resume, I have it right here, who, who runs tasting like food tours of Brooklyn, which I'm going to go on soon. No. Queens. 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 Sorry. Queens it's I'll only been what, a couple months. I'm... You can eat in Queens. This I am quite sure of. We yes. could go to Brooklyn. No, no, I don't no. know where to go. But in Brooklyn? Go. Oh, Brooklyn. Oh, you, so can, get, you can get artisanal is, mayonnaise in Brooklyn. Brooklyn is so wonderful. I'll tell you that. what you can get. You can get a steak in Brooklyn. You can get a, you can get a steak in Queens, just not in my neighborhood. Anyway, <laughs> Jeff oh, Orlick, a.k.a. Jeffrey Tace, a.k.a. the Queens Custodian, 
you create authentic experiences through food, leading people around, showing them what to eat, which I appreciate because there's so much. Yeah, it's it's intimidating. Definitely. Yeah. So what's the best Indian in Jackson Heights? I I was told to ask you that. I have no clue. (laughs) (laughs) There's no more Indian. They all moved out. Oh, no. They're Americans now. They're in the suburbs. They're in Hicksville, you know, Jericho. Did you hear that, Rose? Sorry, Rose. Sorry, Rose. But Bangladeshi, Pakistani, Nepalese, we got that. We're good. Okay, so you're, the one thing I had to ask about, you're, having, you're leading a Momo tour. I ordered Momos, and I've never eaten them before, and I think I fucked it up. How? By, Did you I, get mayo on it? No mayo, okay. no mayonnaise-based sides. I got the Momos, and then there were little stew bits around it. What do I do with so Momo? What's, okay, explain a Momo. Yes. Momo, okay, it's, it's, a Momo is just a dumpling. It's just a dumpling. Very with, simple. With nothing Doesn't inside, need, though, right? There should be something inside. Oh. <laughs> what happened? I got... <laughs> so it wasn't me. The, the, you the, must great got, Mo, the great Momo swindle. I bet you got takeout. No. Wait, all right, I don't know what... How does this happen, Julie? <laughs> I what ate, happened? We went to a Nepalese restaurant. I was like, yes. oh, I don't know what a Momo is. I'll order that. Sure. So it sounds like, cute, right? It's. I like the name, yeah, Momo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was like two dough balls that were sort of sliced-y. They seemed sort of half-cooked. And they were, you could pull off a piece oh. and then dip it in like stew. This is Tingmo. Tingmo, mm-hmm. not Momo. Well, there's your mistake. <laughs> yeah, that, okay. There, you did it perfectly, though. That's what, you, you That's just, what I'm supposed it's to just do? A, it's just a steamed bun. And you take a piece off and you put it in your stew and that's it. And I thought I was doing it wrong because I burnt no. the shit out of my hands. Well, maybe then you did. <laughs> yeah. But a Momo is like the greatest ambassador for Himalayan cultures there because it's just a it's just a dumpling doesn't mean anything doesn't it could be anything in it hey, all cultures have our dumplings yeah. exactly you know we got our creplocks you got your pierogies of which there are quite a few places to get them in Queens um, I mean you know a little about dumplings the, 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 Irish... the McGuire's know about dumplings we don't really I don't know that we have dumplings. potato dumplings no yeah we have, we do have uh, other things with potatoes I don't know okay there must be a dumpling of some it's just a wrapped dough wrapping a meat. thing yeah. Or even not wrapping a thing. The Irish empanada. <laughs> yeah, the Irish people. Delicious. <laughs> Irish people are. We're not known for our culinary wisdom. I had a sausage roll. That was kind of like it. I had Irish. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably disgusting. It was awesome. No, it's not, you don't know talking about Andrew. Sausage rolls are heavenly. You need to look it up. Irish. I've made that. I think it's like an Australian thing. Oh, oh really? I yeah. thought they were oh, like, like a, a meat pie. Pie. I don't know, it's an Irish, Irish store. It was it's unbelievable. Oh, in uh, in Sunnyside. In, Woods, in Woodside is little Irish deli, and they had a. A hot dog or a sausage inside of a dough, and it was amazing. It was stupid. It was amazing. Andrea, what what possessed you to write this book? Like, what? I mean, Queens does have like a ton of different eth- ethnic eats. As the well, I, ha- I live I live in Astoria. I've lived in Astoria. Sorry, about seven years, and um, a lot of my friends are in Brooklyn. And I think it's sometimes a hard sell. People get mm-hmm. confused in Queens yep. because of the way it's laid out. And oh, then, those hyphenated street numbers. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 73rd you know, Road and 73rd <laughs> Avenue and 73rd... But I, once you kind of understand it, it makes it easier um, it does? to navigate it. I, I have the worst sense of direction, and I can, I can kind of master it. So if I can, most people can. So you did this to get your friends over. No, <laughs> I wanted to highlight... Um, well, first of all, I think Manhattan and 
Brooklyn get a lot of hype for their food. Mm-hmm. And while certain places in Queens do get shout outs, like the borough as a whole kind of doesn't get appreciated for the ethnicity. So I wanted to highlight that. Yeah, I mean, I I went to Woodside for a burger because I really don't think that there's a burger in Jackson Heights. You know, where did you move to? That there's no burgers in Jackson Heights. I could get a diner still, burger. Is it still America? Am I being crazy here? No, it's. Um, I think I think that's maybe it's Jan's. Cool. I don't know. Yeah, no, no. I wouldn't go. No. You have burgers to, everywhere in Brooklyn. You went to Donovan's. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how was it? It was good. I mean, it, you know, the I love an Irish waitress. It reminds me of my grandmother and. <laughs> It's a place that's very familiar to my people. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Anything, I love anything comes out of an Irish kitchen. Anything. Yeah. Uh, I've had, I've had uh, hits or misses with there. It was a hit whenever I, didn't, whenever I didn't care. And then, like, every time I brought someone there, right. it's terrible. Yeah, I was also with someone who ordered, like, something stupid like shrimp parmesan or something. I was like, oh. don't even do that. <laughs> like, Irish just too. order a salad. It's going to be equally gross. It probably won't be as gross as, like, anything Italian that an Irish person cooks. Anyway, Emily, you're front coming from sort of a real estate. I mean, like, Brownstoner had a good deal to do with turning Brooklyn into a brand with the flea market and everything. Can you get them to bring me a steak in Jackson Heights? Like, well, maybe. I mean, the reason we started the Queen site was because we figured everyone was getting priced out of Brooklyn and that there would be a growing interest in real estate there. And we write a little bit about food, too, but mostly kind of what's happening in Queens, and especially Western Queens, where there seems to be a lot of crazy development in Long Island City. And then in Jackson Heights, a lot of people who are wanting that brown, stony Brooklyn vibe, but most can't afford it. People like Jackson Heights because you have these really nice co-ops. It's diverse. It's beautiful. Um, So, And people who had never thought about Queens before... And I think start looking at prices in Brooklyn and are shocked at how bad yeah. they are now. Yeah. Well, real estate's what brought you to Queens, Judy. Yeah. It, I mean, I got priced out of Williamsburg. Luckily, you know, got a little padding from my slumlord so we could put down a down payment on a co-op. And, you know, it changed our lives. I'm still getting used to the neighborhood. I, you know, I'm not completely sold, but I like having outdoor space. I like having a door to slam. You're Lanai? I love my lanai. On which my... I would like to get high. <laughs> the first thing I did was buy patio furniture. I never thought I'd get outdoor space, and it was all like under patio 300, furniture. 000. How bougie! <laughs> Total bougie, man. <laughs> I want my, you know, and everyone else on the who has a lanai next to mine has tasteful stuff, not mine. It's like a fruit salad. <laughs> I like it. Um, so where? So do you? Do you? I don't see Queens turning into a Brooklyn though. No, I don't either. I mean, they're so different people like to compare them a lot especially now and you know i was thinking about the food scene and how both boroughs have great food but i think you were saying that brooklyn is a brand and you get somewhere like like pock pock where that's that's such a brand and you have sort of you you have like this white guy who traveled to thailand came back to brooklyn is making this Taiwanese food, you wait two hours for it, you have to travel. But in Queens, the food scene is it's local, and you might be the only person in that restaurant who speaks English, and it's you know, it's super diverse and it's cheap, and there's no wait. 
there's this sort of inherent difference, and Queens is not really branded yet. It doesn't have it's gonna, that It's going to happen, hype. because this is the nature of things. I, I really believe this. Queens next, um, and then you could flip a coin between Staten Island and the Bronx. Probably the Bronx, just because it takes a boat to get to Staten Island. And Staten Island Sounds, is a place they where no one goes to. They just need to to New Jersey. They but just need to like, go away. To New Jersey? Yeah, I mean, they're practically We're New from New Jersey. I know we're from New Jersey, and we don't live there anymore <laughs> for a good reason. But I do see Queens becoming the next thing. It just, it just seems logical. I mean, things just seem to keep moving east. When I was you know, a starry-eyed teenager and had ideas of moving to Greenwich Village, and obviously that turned into, like, the next, you know, sort of expensive, also a tourist mecca and whatever, and, mm-hmm. and maybe I had this idea, Soho, I could live in a loft, and then that sort of didn't happen. It turned into a shopping mall, and I ended up in the East Village, which was the next logical place, and that was great for years until it wasn't, and everybody began moving to Brooklyn, and um, I lived in Manhattan for 30-plus years. Now I'm in Brooklyn. It's wonderful. I'm really, I'm really into it. I can't, Enough with I cannot Brooklyn. wait Andrea, to read about Brooklyn. Where can, where can someone, someone can do a story about Brooklyn? Their Queens averse friends <laughs> for like a, um, what do you call it? Like just to dip them in Queens. So that, uh, someplace where they won't be that uncomfortable. You know, Queens like, is happening. With someplace maybe with a tin ceiling and Edison bulbs. <laughs> I feel like Jeff has things to say no, about this. I don't care. I think you can that the Greek food is a good introduction. Everybody good likes Mediterranean food. food so. Right. Um, and all the Greek in Astoria. Astoria is so close to the, um, from it, so close to Manhattan. So I think and it's a good gateway. And it's ethnic light. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I thought, um, I thought Pock Pock is a great example. Because I've been to Pock Pock. It was lovely. I got there at like 5 o'clock. Cause it like, or 5.30. Because you have to get there at 5.30. You have to have like, you know, get early in. bird dinner. So <laughs> otherwise you'll never get in. And it was great. But I have had better Thai food in Queens, right. and I've had cheaper, cheaper, better Thai food in Queens. And you don't have to wait. Yeah, and I didn't have to wait like that. So so yeah. what What are some of your favorite Thai places? Like Kitchen 79, I guess, they just uh, opened. That's sort of yuppie-ish, but they're well, super nice. Yeah, first of all, it's not a competition. No, we're, I know. We're not in competition with Pok Pok. <laughs> no way. We being oh, I'm sorry, the I borough of Queens. We, the borough of Queens, almost entirely... I'm, I mean, we're totally fine with not being um, the new in the Brooklyn, same, uh, whatever. I don't, cold, I don't even know what the next it play, whatever. We're not. Uh, Hot Pock's a great example. So it's like it's. Um, so yeah, Andy Rick, Andy Ricker, who studied the Thai food, and he's like a genius and all that stuff. But uh, you go in, and you know, it's it's it's. Um, uh, nothing's wrong with hipsters, but that type of demographic doing there is your waiter. And um, some, I don't know if they're hipsters or, or recent immigrants that are doing the kitchen, but they're, they're probably not Thai. Right. And you come to Queens and you're, you're in it. I mean, the food might, it might, may or may not taste exactly like it does in Thailand, but honestly, I don't care because everyone around you is Thai. The waiters are Thai. People are speaking Thai. They don't expect you to speak English, which is great. And that's the experience. Um, that's fine. I'm okay with Queens not being the next Brooklyn, but it, it apparently is because happening. Because well, Judy's here. Because I'm here making it, it Brooklyn. I have an Edison bulb in my apartment. Chris is here. It. Yeah, everyone's coming in. You are the straw that broke the camel's back. That's right. I turned Queens into a shithole. It's definitely it's de- it's uh, it's cascading now. It's happening. It's it's well, happening. When I was five, we moved to Leprac City, so I did live in Queens oh, you know, before. If you, in- if you live there now, you'd be home already. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what, no one gets that gag? It was a sign on the 
highway. You guys never like recorded on the highway? Yeah, on, the side, side on, the highway. on the side of like this industrial looking mm-hmm. apartment complex? But we lived here, you'd be home already? But we lived in Leprec City, so we <laughs> would hang out, you know, I was five and six. I went to mm-hmm. PS206, which I don't think even exists anymore. Then we moved back to Rochester, where, New York, where I went to Catholic school. So you came from this area where like Leprec City at the time was billed as, like it really w- actively courted new immigrants. So there were people from all oh. over the world in all my classes, like... Their parents had just moved here. They had just they had been born elsewhere. So it was a really cool experience. And our teachers were very cool. They went out of their way to explain each culture. Like every holiday that anyone celebrated, we learned about in school. And then to go back to Rochester to go to Catholic school where everyone was white and Catholic. It was really, it was very strange. It was like an awful culture shock. So here I am back again in Queens. And I'm kind of like, I hate this, but I got, I lived in Williamsburg for 20 years and I got used to like being able to... Go out and get a steak, which is really... I hate wow. myself for this. Hashtag first world problem. I hate myself for that. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it really is okay. I'll tell you what, if I couldn't get a, get a steak, I would lose my fucking mind. If there weren't a local restaurant where I can get, you know... Yeah, comfort food, a steak and a decent bottle of wine or it, whatever, a Caesar salad or something. Your taste, thing. it's going to change. Your I'm taste, old now, ta- too. No, your taste will change. You're going to crave Nepalese food. I'm what, telling you. And momos. Now that I know. I want a momo. And, and I had what, what did I have before? A tiki mo? A ting mo. Ting mo, okay. I just it's like saying momo. Bread. Yeah. Well, I'm going to. Exactly, yeah. I want to get high in your lanai and then order a momo. So, Jeff, tell me about this momo tour that you're leading because okay. I think we should go. This is the once a year thing, the momo crawl. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, momos are the, the greatest ambassador to the community. It's just a dumpling. No one's afraid of it. Even my mom wants to have a Momo, which is, like, amazing. <laughs> it's totally crazy. So, basically, every there's about 20 different places that serve Momos. From, and there are, they are Tibetan or Nepalese, more or less, that serve them. Um, and so every one of them, they sell Momos for $1. Mm-hmm. And I have a map of the neighborhood. And it's kind of like a self-guided open house of the neighborhood. You walk around, you eat Momos. Is this in Jackson Heights? All around the 74th Street Station. Okay. All within that little square mile is, right. is about 20. Wow. So uh, it's crazy. That's the big thing now. So, um, so yeah, and I have a trophy that we're going to. The I'm Momo still making trophy? It. Yeah, it's, uh, it's in my head right now. <laughs> but it will be actualized. Get that glue gun out, guys. <laughs> it's, uh, last year was a, a giant golden Momo. Uh-huh. This year, it's, the idea is a mountain with a spinning golden Momo on top of it. Damn, and that's the, that's I, it's going to happen. So, so we'll the see. restaurant gets the, the who so you, you guys each get. We all get cards and we vote. I give you a map, and uh, every you just go around and they're a dollar each. And then at the end, we're going to vote somehow, probably by, by maneuvering the the bodies. Or something. What is this happening? Voting. November 22nd. Okay, so Saturday. it's coming up. And where can we find information on this? Uh, I want more food or dot com or my Jeff Orlick on Twitter and Twitter box. We're doing the Momo tour. I'm doing the. We're doing the Momo tour. Um, It's big. It's big. Oh yeah, it's big. I'm taking the entire heritage radio staff afterwards. Have you been there? Yes, I've been there. The what? The Ready Penny. It's Uh, like (laughs) it's it's every derelict from every culture goes there. Yeah. It's not. Oh, it's oh polycultural. It's, uh, <laughs> they used to have karaoke, place. but sadly, I, which I never got to see, but that sounded like oh, quite oh. a mess. Have you been there? I haven't the been there. Penny? Now I need to go. <laughs> but I have no. to give a plug for Jeff's tours. I mean, not, I mean, just the general ones. It's, it, it's so much fun, and it will give you 
kind of your bearings of Jackson mm-hmm. Heights. But the most fun I had was he takes you to, or you took us to um, the taxi place. You go downstairs, and it's like this crowded room, and everybody, there's a map on the wall, and everybody. Taxi school. Taxi school. Sorry, you can describe it better. I've never seen anything like it. And wow. It was, it was, they were having like little quid, like, get, can you get from here to here? Sorry, you can talk about it better. We're not, yeah, it's AJ's taxi school. We, we visit AJ's taxi school, and he's very uh, engaging. And it's 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 an it's a it's a uh, a trip. Basically, that's the other thing about Queens. If you ever wondered how anything in the city gets done, or where all the buses go to get repaired, <laughs> or where the taxis are just waiting to, that's all in Queens. You kind of travel through, and you're like, oh, this is this is where the big. It, the taxi headquarters, everything yeah, every, makes every sense Every cabbie knows how, how to get to my apartment in Jackson Heights, where in Williamsburg, even oh, though it's yeah. a grid, th- you know, there would have to be directions given. But yeah, one time I took a taxi home from the East Village, and I think I, w- I must have been drunk because he totally took advantage of me. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then he ended up picking up his sister like a block away. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know. I was with a, a, I was like a nice young lady I was with, and I didn't know what, I didn't know how to approach the situation. <laughs> to not be an asshole. Or <laughs> well, so she came to Jackson Heights, that, but they don't I, really do that. I paid her fare too. So, so what, what are the uh, next up and coming uh, neighborhoods in Queens, and where where is the White Flight going to right now? Now that now that McGuire we're is soaking in, in it. Now that McGuire is there, who will be following her um, like lemmings off to the borough of Queens, county of Queens? I mean, Jackson Heights is definitely. <laughs> that's, I'm sorry, you're in it. You're in it. Long Island City is already this super expensive. Astoria, we couldn't and afford. Astoria, well, it's all those, those luxury expensive. buildings that have gone up in LIC over the years. They- so they're doing a huge affordable housing complex around there, and they just released applications. And within two weeks, they got 50,000 applications, and they're expecting to get more than 100,000 applications for, I believe it's about 1,000 units that... Yeah. So people can live in these nice new "quote unquote" affordable. Right. The whole boondoggle of you can build luxury housing if you build a certain amount of affordable housing and have a nice little poor door on and your have the poor door right. on the side of it, so you can uh, have the shtetl for all the people who can't afford the real deal. Something also really interesting is happening um, in Astoria, the waterfront area, Hallett's Point, which is like half public housing right now and half nothing there's just it's a mile away from any subway and they're trying to build huge luxury developments in this area that'll basically transform where there's nothing anymore but there's a big battle of making that affordable housing how that's going to look for the residents already there so and in so in queens too it's become sort of a battleground for what affordable housing is going to look like under de blasio who's been you know talking a pretty big talk about all that yeah, he so, talks a lot, that one. Yeah. The historic COVID is, is great because the people are fighting back. Like, it's they amazing. call it affordable housing, but it's bullshit. It's, not. it's just like a no, it's the, PR. It's under like affordable stupid. housing for this city, at Astoria Cove, a one-bedroom can cost up to $2,700 a month. And that's technically <laughs> like affordable, a, affordable housing for, in for this whom? city. Right, exactly. And the income requirements on these places are a lot of times are ridiculous. Like you can buy your affordable housing for three hundred thousand, which is also not affordable, and then you can only make like forty five thousand a year. So, I mean, 
It's crazy. Right. Like you can't. You can either do one or you can but, do the other. Well, unless you, you win lottery. It's crazy as a guy went looking to you know to rent a new uh, apartment, and you know what it's like that you want to prove you know, minimum of forty times your. 40 times the rent and income after taxes and like you know holy shit if I were making $130,000 would I be renting this fucking apartment I mean seriously right. yes you would be <laughs> in New York yeah so and, Andrea your book your book is out um, where can people find it and tell me the just like summarize it for me tell me the best place in Queens to eat just and we haven't even gotten to Chinese food I've had some badass Chinese food in Queens um, okay it's on Amazon and it's in some bookstores in Queens. <laughs> um, and then Barnes & Noble, if there are, like, any Barnes & Noble left. There are a few. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, and it's kind of a guidebook slash cookbook of Queens. So I have it broken down into different areas, like Sunnyside, Astoria, Flushing. And then I have profiles of restaurants and um, recipes from them and little, like, tours that you can do. Little walking tours. So it's supposed to be just a little, like a snippet of Queens. Will it guide us through flushing? Because that is so intimidating to me. Yeah, I definitely have some flushing stuff. Although I just love going to flushing and yeah. exploring on my own. Because you don't feel like you're in New York. No. You feel no. like you're somewhere else. Yeah. But there are, t- there are tours. There are tours in the, in the book of each neighborhood. So it makes it easy. This book is awesome. It has, has all... Like uh, excellent picks and pretty in depth. It's a uh, it's an awesome primer for you. I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah, you have. I to. told her I'm buying at least one copy it's, because it has a long, a very long name. I was gonna oh, just yeah, buy yeah, the Kindle copy. Yeah. Queen's a culinary yeah. passport. Thank you. Yeah. I was oh, gonna buy it on my Kindle, but my boyfriend's gonna want one too, so I, I don't. I'm not gonna do that. I'm well, it's a one. nice size, so the yeah. so you can try and uh, you know put it in your purse if you have a big purse <laughs> like I do. <laughs> I have it in my purse. So I mean, do you guys? I get sometimes this question of there's all this media coverage in the books and the food about Queens and it's being ruined by you know especially like writing about by real me. estate. <laughs> Brownstone or changed Brooklyn dramatic, not single handedly, but, but it was a very a small part of that. And it's sort of this question of covering a place and sort of hyping it up and talking about how awesome it is, but you also want to keep it, keep it a secret. It, oh, know. the duality principle that something changes just because you're watching it, you know? Yeah. Well, um, it's tricky, you know, you don't want to like keep everything a secret. Obviously, you'd love to share this great experience with other people. On the other hand, you know, the second people start showing up, it kind of makes it less special. Yeah. Well, you think about it. So like there... The and as far as the food, this is what I always think about the food. So the food, it's so good and authentic because we have the audience. Like there's a huge Thai audience or Ecuadorian or all those audiences. And for every person that moves in, me who's not part of who's an outsider to all these cultures, then Water. that's that's one less real person that that's that they're catering to. But they also make more money, which. Is helpful, but it gets spread out, right? And then I'm not, I'm not, I'm not actually part of the community, so they wouldn't. I mean, they're not giving, they're not providing food for that for that immigrant community anymore, and so it gets, I don't know, it gets a road of the way. I don't know what to do. But is, 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 well, <laughs> there's no, but, no easy answer. But no. is not authenticity kind of the coin of the realm when it comes to that sort of food? I mean, isn't that what what you what you're you're selling? I mean, you don't want to like water it down because. You know, for, for the new bourgeois, you know, revolution. I mean, I think the whole point of the thing is to be authentic, like the Chinese restaurants, you know, which are, you know, unbelievable. I mean, here's a fish head and like, you know, pepper jelly. I mean, there's no way you can, you know, dilute that experience. 
You like that. Oh, yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah. But I make, I make the I fish heads and Captain Beefheart songs. Why doesn't that exist in Park Slope as much? Because people complain. There is. I'll tell you what. There's, there's uh, so it's one thing that's not in my neighborhood in Carroll Gardens, which I, I love. Brooklyn's great. You guys should all come here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but really, there's, there, a is, shocker, there is a paucity, an immediately like a noticeable color. paucity of, of Chinese food. Um, I mean, there's a dose of place. But I mean, I, I live next to the greatest Indian restaurants you know, in Manhattan, so I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to go there. Because just taking one look at, at it is like, you know, I don't think so. You know, this is not where the cab drivers are eating. I'm not going there. Um, I certainly haven't seen one Indian person in that place. I mean, it's great for steak. Um, there's some great, like, new restaurants or, like, Nouveau American, whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, we've only got you know, four minutes. We're done well, with Brooklyn. Brooklyn yeah. Someone should we talk have... about Brooklyn on this radio station sometime. Yeah. Here in Bushwick. Here in, here in Bushwick. <laughs> Roberta's. This place is going to catch on. You'll see. Hipsters are going to start coming <laughs> The to Clintons place. are going to eat here at some point. Oh, wait. They did. And Jay-Z. <laughs> so I went. So I want to know, like, your picks for each neighborhood I can think of. Okay, so you're on the hot seat, Andrea, because you wrote the book Long Island City, your favorite restaurant. Well, it hasn't opened. Moo Ramen, which is going to open, I went when it was. Um, what about a place that we can go to? No, it's going to open in a couple weeks. Okay. It, I've been, you can stalk their Twitter, and they're going to tell you. But it was a pop up, and it was amazing. Sunnyside. Um. I actually like Romanian Gardens, but it, there's a wait. Okay. Sorry, you have to. You can't go starving. The Romanian Gardens, and that's uh, Romanian food. I'm guessing, yeah. like a big, a big garlicky flank steak. What it, am I going to get there? They actually have like this tripe soup, and I'm not somebody oh. who eats tripe, oh. and it was amazing. No, but yeah, you the don't Greek have to get boyfriend that. will eat that. Um, you don't have to get that. Okay, uh, Jamaica. Um, actually, didn't I? I don't have a Jamaica section. Somebody else weigh in on Jamaica. Sorry, Jeff. There's this place on the in the basement of a salon. It's <laughs> that does not sound delicious. Exquisite or something like that. It's a Jamaica place. It's awesome. Oh, I think it's exquisite. Like, like Celsius. It's. It's actually it's actually a Jamaican place in Jamaica. It's, it's in Jamaica, a Jamaican place, which happens quite often. Right. I'm not sure why, but I, I love Jamaican food. I don't get nearly enough of that, and surely there's none of that in Park Slope. Or Carol Gardens. Emily, what were you going to add? Well, I'll add a, an architecture thing about Jamaica to give this neighborhood a shout out. Cause it's, a, it's a great neighborhood. People don't talk about it enough. Um, but there's this there's a church here, and I'm forgetting the name of the church, but it's in an old movie palace. I saw that. That's and beautiful. And they give tours occasionally, and it's the church does it for free, but you should donate to the church. It's so beautiful. It's one of my absolute favorite spots in New York anywhere. Um did Brownstoner just do a feature on it? We, we've yeah. written about it before, but if you just Google Movie Palace Church Jamaica Queens, it'll pop up for you. Um, and I, I always recommend people to go to the neighborhood and look around, but especially to go and walk in that church, even if it's you can walk in on Sunday. That's like one of the old Lowe's palaces, I believe, right? The, yeah. And they restored everything. The, it's, it's there's amazing. a ceiling with the little twinkly lights. There's like an old goldfish pond. I mean, those palaces were yeah. awesome. Yeah, the remaining Lowe's palaces in New, York, in New York and the one in Jersey City are all absolutely phenomenal. So, so our show is over, but... As always, the we, fastest half hour on We the have internet. to figure out where to find everybody. Emily? So I'm at queens.brownstoner.com. Andrea? Um, Andrea Lynn 27 at gmail.com. And we're going to find your book, yes, Culinary... on Amazon. Jeff and uh, I guess Jeff Orlick on Twitter. That's good. Okay, where, where can we find you? You know, if we want to sign up for a Momo tour, we're going. Yes. Come November twenty second. Just show um, up. Yeah. Or I. Yeah. Je- 
Iwantmorefood.com is the website. <laughs> there you go. Iwantmorefood.com. You got it. Okay. All right, we're going out with a little Queens music. A little Queens music. It's our good friends, uh, the Flesh Tones, or more likely, more like uh, Peter Zaremba, doing a little uh, Monster Mash in Espanol. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. And we'll see you guys next week here on Arts and Seizures. In una noche oscura di terrible sta in el castillo embrujado empezó a gritar los monstruos peligrosos Frankenstein y Batman comieron quesadillas y vampiro en pepián si son que monstruos son terrible Bailaba la llorona en los brazos de Aquaman Y tranquilo volaba al compás de cha-cha-cha Morticia se penaba con carjete y guagarras Mientras que el hombre lobo ayudaba sin cesar Si son Que monstruos Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 non-profit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.